0: And welcome to the nerd room. Where we talk all things comics and movies. This is episode number sixty-two, part one. We're discussing New York Toy Fair twenty seventeen. I'm Arne, your host Tim. I'm Troy. This week we are coming to you guys with a special two-parter episode to make sure that the content flowed together properly. We decided to split episode sixty-two into two different parts. The first part here that'll we'll be dropping in our normal Thursday slot is focusing in on New York Toy Fair 2017. And it's all about the toys, the action figures, everything that dropped that we collect this past weekend at New York Toy Fair. Part two, which will be dropping tomorrow or on Friday, is focusing in on... Our Oscar predictions. Troy and I love to do Oscar predictions. We're putting a little wager on it this year, like we always do. So make sure you tune in tomorrow to hear our Oscar predictions. And we'd love to also hear your guys' predictions too. So make sure you jump over there, listen along, and send us your predictions as well. But this episode is all about Toy Fair. All about the toys. And I cannot believe the stuff is coming from Lego Funko the Black Series 40th Anniversary Great. Edition. Marvel Legends. Marvel Select is coming back in a big huge. way. It's a game changer, man. It's just this convention was bigger than I ever expected it to be.
1: Yeah. Th- this was pretty much like equivalent to like Super Bowl right now. For, For me. This, this, this is huge. Yeah, this, I agree. This is massive. And yeah, like you said, uh, Toyark and all those guys have been holding it down. They've been like our TSN it's into this thing, right? <laughs> perfectly
0: stated. Yeah. Perfectly yeah, stated. Massive. Yeah. So we're going to get into a lot more depth a little later on the episode. We're going to go through and step through some of the stuff that Troy and I focus in on, with particular focus on the Black Series 6-inch and the Marvel Legends. Those are some of our big focuses when it comes to collecting in the Star Wars and Marvel world. And we're also going to touch briefly on Lego, because that's another piece that I've really focused in on in the last couple of years, and I really enjoy collecting Lego, building the sets, and getting those minifigures. Yeah. But first, we're gonna jump into a bit of news and we're gonna do things a little differently because we have so much content to get through today. We're gonna to actually do our comic book picks of the week right off the top here because we can't miss it on that. No. Absolutely love talking comic books here. This is one of our favorite segments. So, Troy, lay down your comic book pick of the week for us.
1: Cool, cool. Well, this this is a big one. Um if you're if you're new and you're just joining us here, we do this thing called comic book of the week. Pick of the week, and right now I'm two and two. I'm two DC. I'm two Marvel. So this right here is going to determine some things. And I'm laying down the gauntlet. I'm with Marvel. Marvel wins this week, man. Unworthy Thor, number four. Oh. Um, I mentioned it before. I think it's maybe number three, number two last time. Um, you know, Oliver Capel is the artist. Jason Aaron and uh Oliver's been doing, like I mentioned before, Siege, AVX. He's done Spider Man. This guy's art is incredible. But this book's a treat because we get four different artists i think throughout the issue and each artist does a flashback scene so one pays homage to i think an earlier thor book which is like a young thor and the other one does like the god of thunder run which is really cool and it's kind of a cool jumping in point because if you haven't really been following up with thor this book's kind of nice because it kind of gives you his whole backstory from his glory days to what he thinks of the hammer and how much he respects that hammer and to the point where he's even lost the hammer and he's lost uh, the worthiness of the mantle of Thor. And um, it's it's great. Again, it, it ties to uh, Secret Wars last year, too, that we get. So pick up this book. I'm not going to ruin anything. I'm not going to spoil anything, at least. But a really, really good book. And yeah, right now, Marvel, man. Three for two is awesome or three marvel to uh to dc
0: i cannot wait to get into this book a little further i've got the issues sitting upstairs they're on the background right now and every week you come in here and you recommend them i have to get into this because this is one of the hottest books right now as far as the content that is bringing to marvel it's tiny and. So much continuity, and that's what we love about Marvel is that they've stuck to the continuity. Yes, it gets muddled, and yes, I have complained about that a bit on the podcast here recently. But what they're doing over at Unworthy Thor with issues one and two that I've read, yeah, and then you expressing your sheer joy over three and four, right? I got to get into this as soon as possible. It's good stuff, man. I I think it's unfortunate because I think I heard somewhere that maybe it ends up
1: five. I don't know, and I think we're going to get a showdown eventually between Thor and your boy Thanos. Oh, my so boy Thanos. yeah, and, and you know You get such a cool team here. You get Thor, you get this this crazy goat, and you get Beta Ray Bill and a, and a hell hellhound going on. And Nick Fury shows up in this, but he's now the unseen. I yeah, mean, he's kind
0: of like the new Watcher. The new
1: Watcher, exactly. Yeah. And he's basically the one that took away the power from Thor because he whispered something to him yeah. in Original Sin. So this yeah, and I think even hell is in here, so there's there's a lot of stuff going down in this in this comic and again, the art I can't stress enough is so huge in this book. So that's my pick of the week. Tim, back at you man what what do we got from your end?
0: Well, of course I'm doing a Marvel book here. Yes, of course. And I'm going with another throwback pick of the week. And for those of you that are new to the podcast, with the picks of the week, we're not always staying current. I last week recommended Infinity Gauntlet number one. And I'm continuing to go back and recommend something from the past year. I had a lot of great conversations on Twitter with Steve over at Tumbling Sabre. He's one of the hosts of Journals of the Willing. Go check those guys out. They're yes. killing it over there. They review a lot of the literature in Star Wars, particularly with Journals of the Willing. But him and I were talking a lot about Annihilation. Oh, this Guardians. A, yeah, so this is kind of where we start to get the seeds for the new Guardians, the Guardians that are represented in the films today. And Annihilation is one of my favorite Marvel comic book events. It was a 2006 comic book event written by Keith Griffin. And also there's a few prelude books in there done by Dan Abnett and a few others. So there's a lot of creators crossing over here. But I'm recommending going right into Annihilation. There's a lot to Get into a little bit before with those other prelude books, and it's probably worth getting into them, including a four issue Drax miniseries. Wow, that goes into that, and that's where you get your new Drax. Because the old Drax, if you go back into the comic books, he doesn't quite look like he does in the Guardians right now. They've taken a lot more of the cues from the Drax that was developed in that 2006 or 2005 miniseries. But this is annihilation number 1, it's one of my favorite comic book events. Like I said, it's the initiation of the new Marvel Cosmic. This is what really amped it up and got it going into what it is now. This is one of my favorite aspects of Marvel is the cosmic, some of the crazy shit that's out in the universe yeah. that are like this is such a solid event. And it, it, you see all characters from Star Lord, who is a lot different in this comic book, oh, yeah? and you see Ronan, and you almost see like this ragtag military that's built up to fight Annihilus and his Annihilation Wave.
1: Nice, nice. A lot of other key uh, members in there too from the movie or from the the new Bendis run or the latest Bendis run.
0: Yeah, you do see a lot of those characters eventually come into the fray here, and some of it is further down the line into Annihilation Conquest and. This is where we actually get the new Guardians spinning out of in Annihilation Conquest number six. That's the follow up to Annihilation. Oh. We get a great novel book spinning out of it. So it, there's a lot of really cool elements in there. It's pretty dense reading when it comes to the commitment of time. Mm-hmm. But starting with this Annihilation number one, and, or even going back to the prelude books, I'll recommend those as well. But if you're interested in that and you want to see where they're potentially taking some of the cues for the Guardians of the Galaxy that's dropping here in May, I want to go back and start reading those books. Those are the books you need to get into the 2008 run, that is where James Gunn's taking a lot of the at least visual cues from for these characters. So Annihilation number one, your starting point there, that's the big event 2006. Go check that out. There's even two trades before that that are the prelude books, but that's that's my comic book pick of the week is Annihilation. Get into the cosmic because it's coming down in a big way with Guardians. And with Avengers Infinity War as well.
1: That's true. Um, so I'm just wondering, did you have a Guardian's Run leading up to that? I mean, I know we had like the 70s way back, but like, was there a Guardian's Run just before this this arc? This was just no. this is re-establishing really them altogether. Yeah. Then.
0: So what it was, the original Guardians Run had Yondu right. and Vance Astro, and some of the characters are actually seeing being put into the current or the first Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 Legends Wave.
1: Yes. Okay. So Vance
0: Astro's got the the shield and all yeah. that and um, Martin X, like a lot of really cool characters. Charlie 27. And was Adam Warlock part of the team? Or is this in that universe? It's way in the far-flung future. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if Adam... I haven't read a lot of the older stuff. Right. But the iteration, the Guardians that we know today that have been put onto screen didn't debut until 2008. And they spun out of this Annihilation series. It was Annihilation Conquest number six. That's their first appearance as a team. Nice. And that series spins out the Guardians run from 2008 by Abnett and Lanning that is just crazy it's so good but you need the annihilation books to actually understand where the team comes from how they developed because star lord's a lot different because annihilation conquest has these prelude books as well okay and i'm kind of spinning off and recommending a whole <laughs> like a hundred and some odd books but it, he's quite different and he gets a a mini-series before Annihilation Conquest, a four-issue miniseries, and it has his mask that they've taken the directly out of the comic books and splash onto the screen. So if you're looking to get into all of Guardians, maybe this is more recommendation for what you need to get into right. the 2008 <laughs> run, yeah. but Annihilation is your starting point, and the Guardians come out of Annihilation Conquest number six. Sick. Gotta check it out. So get into that stuff, guys. I'd highly recommend it. And Steve, I know he's running with it right now, because I was tossing it out to him, he's talking a bit about you know getting into the bendis run a bit deeper and i was like you should go way back and understand a bit more of the cosmic end of this and where they actually come from i think the appreciation for the movie and what they're doing is going to be really felt with that awesome stuff and continuing with our space faring franchises star wars we always love to talk Star Wars on the podcast. And we're going to get into all the collectibles in a little bit. But they also dropped some of the new content we're getting from the written perspective. A new book is coming this July, July 25th to be exact. It's written by Christy Golden who did Dark Disciple. Oh. Yeah, so she is a bit of a veteran in the new canonical universe. And this book is called Inferno Squadron so they dropped it with just the cover page and a Mm -hmm. short synopsis and I'm just going to read a little bit of it and we can kind of discuss maybe bit down the road what this is actually going to be but the the, the official description here coming off of StarWars.com is the Rebellion may have heroes like Jin Erso and Luke Skywalker but the Empire has Inferno Squadron so basically coming off the back end of Rogue One so this is a direct follow up to that movie we have Inferno Squadron chasing down Saw Gerrera's crew his extremist crew that have been continuing to plague the Empire And another character they're focusing in on here is Sajrera. Even though he's dead in this book, he seems to be getting name-dropped across the entirety of the Star Wars universe right now. And I'm loving that they're doing something like this. Another book from the Empire's perspective, similar to Lost Stars in a sense. And I really like that because a lot of the content that we get, or almost all of it, is from the perspective of the Rebellion. And I'd like to see the flip side once in a while. And I think this book is really going to bring that to the table.
1: Yeah, I know that that's pretty cool, man. I mean, stars still still sticking in there even though he's yeah. passed. Um the book, the, the synopsis seems pretty cool. I think I might skip this one just because I think I'm kind of done with this Rogue One, um, Rebels, Episode 4. I mean, obviously, I love the Rebel stuff right now. But I just feel like I want something between Episode 5 and 6. Yeah. Like that's where I really want right now. I feel like we focused a lot of time between um, Rogue One and Episode 4 right now. But again, I'm with you. I'm all about that perspective of the dark side. Um, Claudia Gray killed it yeah. in Lost Stars, like you've mentioned. And um, I, I know there's a pretty cool, um, what's that one? Uh, the Plagueis book. It's pretty cool and Tarkin, yeah, again, so you get to see their perspective. But, um, the, the, these guys seem cool, the Inferno squad, yeah, Inferno yeah. squadron squadron, yeah. So that, that's pretty
0: neat, yeah. I'm pretty excited for this. I'm definitely gonna continue with this, but yes. there's a lot of books dropping and they're spread out pretty good. They give us usually a month or two because right. even this Tuesday, we get. Empire's end dropping.
1: That's a big one.
0: Yeah, and it's then it's not till we get Thrawn book in April.
1: And then uh, later on we get um, the generso Yeah, and book Basin as well. Shura book in May. Yeah, again, which I'm excited for, but again, that we're still in that timeline, yeah. right? So I feel like we're getting a lot of content there. But I'm definitely going to pick up those other two. Well, and Thrawn. Well, so. with yeah. the
0: exception of Empire's End, yeah. all three of those books that they have announced, I guess four. Some of them are young readers adaptations. Yeah, but they're all within that time. That's frame. true. We yeah. talked a bit about this on our Rebels After Show the other day or yesterday, I guess, and yeah, they're focusing in on quite heavily, and we want to see a bit more content from the other parts of the Star Wars universe, but I'm definitely getting into this, I'm going to follow into this, we're probably going to get some sort of prelude book would be my guess, coming into episode eight, so maybe that's where we're going to have the content, the creation of that portion of the universe kind of pick up a bit, right, because after that, we're going to get a whole year now of Episode 8 content. It seems that they follow on each big movie with the content coming off the back end of that. So they're avoiding the spoilers right now. But coming off of Rogue One, we're getting all this content filling that space. Mm-hmm. Coming off of The Force Awakens, we did get some bits and pieces Little bits, here. yeah. But I think they're going to stay away from the Force Awakens timeline with books unless they go back and kind of revisit that Bloodline era.
1: That's Six true. years,
0: five years before. I'd love to see something more on that.
1: I would. And, and you know, now that you just kind of brought up all that stuff and, and you know, go back and check us out yesterday or today, uh, SW Rebels Alert, because we were kind of talking about this a bit. Where does the animation series go yeah. next? What if, you know, because they kind of have been staying away from a certain period, which is a bit before force awakens what if we're going to get an animated series set up somewhere around that timeline there's 30 years to play around with yeah right
0: but you can't use those main characters that you can't use those main characters
1: but there's there's so there's so much time there that you could, you could go anywhere with any character or characters that we haven't been introduced i mean look what they do with rebels we haven't met any of these characters and we're so invested now and that's uh that's 20 years they've been playing around with really in a four-year gap yeah so we could get something down the road
0: because it'd be interesting yeah you know, now that you say they get the kind of the the gears turning in my head. Yeah, here. well, with, you,
1: you brought it up to me. Yeah, I was kind of like, oh, shoot.
0: With the end of Empire Zen in this trilogy of Aftermath books yeah. here, that leaves them now space to work. So yes. they don't have to worry about spoiling anything more from the perspective of Aftermath. They right. have established that portion of the universe, that after Return of the Jedi arc. And now they have between Aftermath and Bloodlines to fill in. Would you support a new animated TV series that maybe had Luke, maybe had Han and Leia in it, in their adult forms, in the forms that we're used to in Return of the Jedi, and just showing... The growth and what happened between the end of Aftermath, the Battle of Jakku, and Bloodlines—that would be pretty cool.
1: Yeah, I, I would—I would love to see that, or, or even seeing something like closer to Bloodlines, where it's like you have Han and you have um, these kids that he's been training to pilot. Like, yeah. I'd love to see him racing. Even though we did get that in the comic, but that was a little bit before That was Episode Four or Five, there, right? Yeah. yeah
0: well, because taking characters that are very well established, mm-hmm. our three big three, and yet in Chewie, R two and three, yes. there's a lot you can do with the content there, and yeah. I think that would be absolutely fantastic to explore that in a animated tv form because you have the ability to expand so much there like they're doing a lot in the comic books again focused in that timeline between a new hope and empire yes so we're just all the content coming out right now is so focused right now right i would love a tv show sitting there somewhere hoping for it rooting for it Definitely. Um, One other thing with Empire's End here, there was a leak. I did not look into it any further, so I don't know if it was a hoax, if I don't know if it was clickbait, something to that effect, but apparently Jar Jar does make an appearance in Empire's End, and it was leaked his actual fate, so we're not going to discuss it here because the book hasn't even come out yet, so we're not going to spoil anything from there. But I'm interested in just the fact that Jar Jar was name-dropped. Even if he's just name-dropped in Empire's end. So it's kind of closing out some of that story with Jar Jar that was left more or less hanging coming off the back end of Clone Wars, I guess? Yeah. yeah, briefly in that? Or no, Revenge of the Sith. Because he's the one, I can't really remember. He's the Mm -hmm. one that gives Emperor Palpatine power, or at least suggests it, right? Yeah, I think we do
1: see him in Revenge of the Sith. Yeah, We do see him in Clone Wars. I think one of the last episodes we see of him in Clone Wars, or with the Clone Wars, is with him in Waste Windu. Which was whatever episode. But, uh, you know, it's funny. Going into episode seven, um, I remember the rumor had it that J.J. Uh, Abrams was actually going to have, like, Jar Jar's bones in yeah. like, Jakku or something like that. Or Tatooine. I remember there's there's that rumor. But um, I don't know. I mean, it's it's, it's kind of weird. I think they just need to, like, get away from it. I mean, it was, we went through the whole original trilogy without Jar Jar. I just think, just let it be. Just just let us think of whatever happened. Just, yeah, it you could know.
0: be just a simple name drop. And this yeah. is what happened to this guy that did this or this and this. Yeah probably i don't know i don't want to speculate too much because i don't want to spoil anything for anyone coming being that the book comes out in a couple days or tomorrow tomorrow tuesday recording a little early than normal here, right (laughs)
1: it's
0: kind of throwing us off a bit but one more thing when we're sticking with the star wars universe here is the last jedi the poster that was released with just the tag the red title and the last jedi we started seeing them popping up in different countries specifically spain germany italy and france yes and the translation on those posters suggests that Jedi is actually plural. Does this change anything for you? Because we sat and speculated a couple episodes ago about what this actually means. Is it plural? Is it not? Does this change any of your perspective from what we talked about earlier?
1: Uh not really. I mean I did initially just think the title meant exactly what the episode seven crawl said, last Jedi, Luke. Yeah. I still stick to that in a sense. And I never thought that Jedi were just gonna go away anyways. So I still have the door open for uh, Rey, obviously. Yeah. I still kind of believe that maybe Kylo, possibly, because he's not technically a Sith, and he, his last title was a Jedi. And I still really love this theory that Snoke was the original Jedi, a Jedi that were a lot different than the Jedi that we all know. So he's actually technically one of the last original Jedis. So th- there's a lot you can do with that title. Or, or, or that announcement now, right? Definitely. Doors are open. And yeah. it, it's
0: wide open. Wide I'm open. also going to stick with my original assessment that is the last of the Jedi Way, the old Jedi Way. Yeah. And it's a transition, an evolution of the Jedis into something different that mm-hmm. is Rey. So Luke has lost either faith or decided that the Jedi had lost their way. I think that's what the conclusions that Luke's going to come to. And they need a new start. Mm-hmm. I think that's what it's going to be. The last of the Jedi <laughs> that still works in the plural form. Yes. In the sense that it's the last of the old Jedi ways. So we're moving into something new with Rey and whomever else that we do end up finding along this journey. So I'm sticking with that. Yes. And until there's more news, <laughs> that's what we're sticking with.
1: Do you think we'll see an order eventually of some sort? More Jedi?
0: I think so. Yeah. I just don't see them going away.
1: No, no. It just wouldn't be Star Wars.
0: No, it wouldn't. Yeah. And you, of course we're going to see this. Like the whole original trilogy was one Jedi basically. Yeah. And the whole Rebels universe is one or two Jedi. Yeah. So I think having this limited amount of Jedi is important mm-hmm. because I think that makes them special. Yes, Is just having one or two in the universe that really brings some weight behind them. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what really worked with Luke. In the prequels, you're overwhelmed with the Jedi power, I find, Mm. to a degree, is that there's so many Jedi out there. But when you just have one, specifically Luke Skywalker, man, does he ever feel like he is something big. Yeah, he's important. Yeah, love it. Yeah. Also with The Last Jedi, we got the reveal of the box art for the new toys coming so every year we get something new now last year's or the rogue one was the death trooper sitting up in the top corner okay yeah year before it was kylo ren and it looks like this year at least from this box art it's going to be focused in on poe ray and finn
1: Yes, the new big three.
0: The new big three yeah. is exactly it. And I love these characters. Ray's hair is a bit different. Yeah. People were all going crazy about like that. going nuts, yeah. Looks like she just let it down. Right, yeah. Looks fun. A little longer. She's yeah. rocking the lightsaber, which is really cool. Yes. Yeah. And we got Finn here. Looks like he fixed his jacket that got sliced open by... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Poe's got a new helmet, it looks mm-hmm. like, too. And that's something that they put up for pre-order as well. Saw that. Man, it looks good. Pff, crazy. What are your thoughts on the box art? Yeah, it's cool. Um,
1: it, it's it's cool to see that you know Ray still has Anakin's uh, lightsaber. Yep. That's always good. I like Poe's helmet going on and Finn. Yeah, Finn pretty much looks the exact same. But yeah. uh, I'm excited. I mean, I, I guess this means when I see this, this opens a big question to me: Is what lightsaber is Luke using then? Is he gone back to his green one? Has he had the whole the green one the whole time? Because he hasn't touched that, sa- that 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 saber since uh, Episode Five. Yeah, right. So that's kind of cool.
0: I think he's going to leave it to her. I think maybe yeah. we're going to get a little bit more of this Kyra crystal thing. Like it's talking to her. I oh, think that's maybe okay. what we got in episode seven. Yeah. Because that yeah. enlightened me a bit when I read Ahsoka about the crystals calling to their new words, right. And there are some off lines that you know, when, when Maze does say it's calling to you. I don't think that line was ever in Force Awakens. But I think that's what it's in reference to. Okay. It's a Kyber crystal calling to Ray, right. to her new owner. Oh, and I think okay. her keeping that is appropriate. Yeah. Okay. That's my. Cool. That's just cool. my kind of...
1: Cool. I, I, wonder, I wonder why the, the, the connection between the two then, if that's the case, I wonder what it could be. So we'll have to see.
0: Also with this box art came the announcement of Force Friday 2. Nice. So we're all over the place last year because we didn't know if the Rogue One was Rogue Friday or right. Force Friday 2 or whatever. This solidifies that that was Rogue Friday... Yes. And Friday, September 1st, 2017, we're getting Force Friday 2. The doors are going to open to the stores at midnight. We're going to be there. Hopefully, it's they've ironed it out. We've talked about this yes. a lot in the past about our last few experiences with Force Friday, with Rogue Friday. And I'm hoping that they do this in a big way. This is episode eight. This is going to be huge. And I really want a big Force Friday. And I'm excited that they've announced this. This is a tradition that I like. That they've established now and i'm really looking forward to this man
1: yeah i'm right there man but i mean toys r us i mean you got to listen up here you guys gotta (laughs) step your game up man because you broke some hearts you broke some hearts last year and uh, you shattered some hearts man you guys just weren't prepared and um you guys gotta bring your a game i saw i saw krennic there he's prepared he's dressed up he's ready to get his toys and um let a lot of people down so uh, i'm excited though i can't wait to get my hands on um some really cool content coming up. Luke, some, some, man,
0: ugh. I need a Luke. Yeah, series.
1: I need that one. The old one, like Old Man Luke. Basically, yeah, we need
0: them to show something on that.
1: Yes, yes, definitely. So I can't wait. We'll we'll get the crew ready. We'll, definitely. you know, we gotta get Izzy there too, man. We yeah. gotta get a whole event going on. Yeah, cannot wait for sure. Cannot
0: wait. And this past week, speaking about action figures and toys, Force Friday too. There was New York Toy Fair. We talked a bit about it at the top of the episode of how yes. this is one of our most anticipated conventions, even though it's something that we don't actually go to. But coming out of this were massive amounts of announcements. And there's a lot focused in on with Star Wars, nothing to do with episode eight, other than the box art we got the day or two before Toy Fair kicked off. But the 40th anniversary of Star Wars is this year, and they're celebrating it in a massive way. So about a week before New York Toy Fair 2017 kicked off. Star Wars announced that they're doing a three and three quarter inch figurine in this Titanium series. They're going to be static figures. They're die cast figurines and they're set in poses. They're all from A New Hope. We get Vader, Obi-Wan, Luke, Leia, and Han. And they come with nice backdrops and nice little slips that you can pull in and out. And they all fit together in this nice kind of big pose. These look pretty cool. They're going to run, I think about $15 each. And then they also announced the centerpiece line. So this is going to be six inch black series type figures but in static poses again and we saw a luke in x-wing pilot yes. from hoth and then also at new york toy fair they announced a vader from hoth as well so i don't know if these are going to be connecting up or not but they mm. look pretty cool what are your thoughts on these
1: yeah uh but the first ones you mentioned it's pretty cool um i think what are they the three and three quarter yeah. static pose um those are awesome uh, I think, actually, if you're a collector, like that's a that's an awesome way to display your figures with what they come with. I'm leaning more towards the ones that don't have the uh, effects added to their lightsabers. Yeah, Not really fond of like the I, swinging motion. I think they actually ones?
0: come with the interchangeable... Oh, yeah, like the effects, like sabers. Exactly, yeah, and the oh, backdrops okay. are interchangeable as well.
1: Okay, yeah, so those are cool, but like you, I'm going to skip those. Much bigger things coming. Um, and the other one... The centerpieces. The centerpieces is kind of cool. I'm not going to get them, but, man, that Vader pose... Is awesome. It's such a great pose of him coming down with the, the stormtroopers. You know, storm and yeah. to see Luke in uh, the hoth gear is cool. I feel like we don't get enough Luke in hoth gear, really, right? No, it's always so,
0: farm boy Luke or we're yeah, from the
1: Jedi Luke. Exactly. We need more Bespin. We need more Episode Five. It's yes. Episode Five, right? Yes. <laughs> yeah
0: yeah i agree with you these these are a pass for now i'm gonna have to wait and see on the centerpieces because they look pretty cool and if i do see them displayed somewhere and they catch my eye these are a nice piece to put up on a shelf or whatever you kind of have this environment set around them that they usually don't get with my inbox collecting of the black series so this is a wait and see for me but the black series man (sighs) celebrating the 40th anniversary we knew that hasbro was going to do something big yes a lot of people were predicting that they're going to be going back to the vintage card, but for the three and three quarter inch line. Right. So they could really expand and do it in a big way. And I would be pretty happy with that. And yes, going back and collecting three and three quarter inch on characters that we already got, that's fine. I'm cool with that. And the card backs, I love what they're doing right now. And to go back to the vintage line, I'd be super happy. They did that a few years ago, but they really threw a wrench into my plan for budgeting for collecting this year. <laughs> So, what they announced for the 6 inch Black Series line for the celebration of the 40th anniversary of Star Wars was a massive 12 figure run on vintage cardback in the 6 inch scale. And 12 is not an accident, this is a direct reference to the original 12. Figures three and three quarter inch figures that kenner put out in 1977 through wow. 1978 and these look absolutely incredible the card backs are going to be very large and a lot of these figures we've seen before so we we're getting c-3po chewbacca vader a death squad commander yes. who's brand new han solo a jawa who is brand new farm boy luke ben kenobi leia r2 tusken raider which is a new one, and a Stormtrooper.
1: That's deep, man. That's deep. Again, going back, this is a collector's dream right here, man. You know, the vintage look going on. um, This, what more can I say? Um, Will I be getting all of them? No, just because I do chase the figure more than the box. Yeah. But these boxes are incredible. I'm definitely going to get a Vader because I don't have a New Hope Rogue One Vader. I'm definitely going to get the Tusken Raider, is it? The Sand sand People? Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to get one of those guys. I'm going to get basically the ones that I don't have, the ones that are new. Um, but Jesus, these are great. I mean, if they could drop a power of the force next, I'll lose my mind because that was my first initial <laughs> run into Star Wars figures and collecting. But man, these are great. It's just fantastic.
0: I'm all in on this. Yes, nice. I'm going so deep. I own every single one of these <laughs> characters that are repeats already yep. in the black series. And there's no doubt in my mind I'm going to chase each and every one That's of these. That's awesome. And even the first wave is already up for pre order on HasbroToyshop dot I did not go into them yet. They're priced at twenty dollars, which is less than the normal Black Series, yes. which is pretty cool to see that That's they've done nice. a price reduction for this celebratory line that they're putting mm-hmm. out. But the exchange always kills us. Yeah. And so I did a bit of digging on the internet and talked to a few guys, a guy over at Yak and that. These are dropping in retail in April, and they're going to be everywhere. Nice. So I'm expecting at least this first wave to be pretty prevalent in stores like Walmart, GameStop, these type of stores. It's the second wave that I'm worried about because it has the Jawa, the Death Squad Commander, the Tusken Raider, the Sandperson, and Vader all in oh. that second wave
1: that's the one i want that's the wave i need
0: so and that also includes a kenobi and a stormtrooper as well so this Holy is going to be a very very difficult wave to get
1: yeah that's crazy because the only one i have out of all those is the obi-wan damn
0: like i just can't express how excited i am for these i didn't expect this to be in the six inch line at all and they're going to be huge they're going to be hard to display because yeah. the card backs are going to be very very big yeah But, man, do they look absolutely gorgeous. They do, man. Just straight callback. I mean,
1: it's cool because, you know, Tim and I here, we're big comic book collectors. And, you know, right now what Marvel's doing is they do um, the action figure variant covers. And the last thing we got was basically the Star Wars vintage line uh, action figure covers. But now they're hitting us with the real thing in a six-inch scale, which is crazy. Because I think that plays into a lot more people. Because a lot more people now are are chasing the six-inch wave, I believe. So they knew exactly what they're doing. Right.
0: Yeah, this is a huge collector focused line. And yeah. Everybody and their brother is going to be yeah. chasing. This is going to bring people that stopped collecting back into Star Wars, I think. This is going to really hit that nostalgia button really hard. Yeah. And people are going to want to collect these, especially people that dropped out of collecting when the price point went a bit higher to that yeah. $30 plus range. This may bring them back. The fact that they can get the vintage card backs with the six inch figures. I think this is going to bring a lot of people into collecting, and that's why I'm worried about the second wave. Yeah. But one of the other things that they also <laughs> does stop there is <laughs> is this legacy pack. So this has got the Vader figure in it, and it's got what is the early bird stand. So this is a stand that came out with the original Kenner figures for the first 12, and this is somewhere where you can actually display the action figures on. I'm never going to pull these out of the box to actually display this, but th- what they're doing here, even the card back for this legacy pack looks vintage. It is beautiful.
1: This thing would sit perfectly with uh, the vintage Vader helmet that you got going on. Oh, yeah, actually. the one from Empire, yeah, like this, the collector's case. This, this oh, would just yeah. be, man, it's gorgeous.
0: It's I, I just can't believe that they went this far with yeah. it. Like Hasbro, hats off to you. This is incredible. Yeah. I'm just so excited for all right. of this. And that's not where they're going to stop with this line. I don't know if they're going to continue it any further, but there is a Celebration exclusive, and I'm looking at you boys in the Commonwealth that are going to Celebration. If you can snag me one of these, I will be forever (laughs) grateful. They're doing a Luke and his X-Wing pilot gear, and that's the exclusive to Celebration. We have that figure from the past, yeah, but on the vintage card back, I need it. I need it. Oh my
1: God, there's no image of that yet?
0: There is an image out. Oh, there is. Yeah, they do have that.
1: Oh, my God. So the X-Wing Luke in the vintage.
0: Yeah. Six-inch scale. And they're also doing an R5-D4, which will be a GameStop exclusive.
1: Oh, okay. So GameStop's been pretty good. Yeah, so we'll get that that here at EB Games. Yeah. So
0: I'm not too worried about that. Yeah. But what this gives me is hope that they're going to continue with this line. I don't know what I'm going to do if they start producing a vintage card back and redoing a lot of the figures I've already collected, particularly in the first series.
1: Yes, see, that's what I have my money on. I'm really hoping we get that because, I mean, I've been working on a custom Anakin, but if I can get my hands on the real Anakin, if they go back and give us a prequel, some sort of stuff to go with the original Black Series that you kind of got me on here, because, man, I'd love to get my hands on some of those guys. A Darth Maul, an Anakin, all that good stuff, man. Damn.
0: Uh, It's just, Hasbro, again, yeah, (laughs) mind-blown. And yeah. there wasn't a lot of talk about the three and three quarter inch. They didn't really reveal much. Mm-hmm. The only thing that they did talk a bit about was the Walmart three and three quarter inch series, the exclusive to Walmart, which are the highly articulated, which are at a $20 ish price point now. Yeah. So I don't, I have never collected those. Those are too far to the range. There's just a shrunken down version of the six inch basically. Yeah. So I'm kind of out of that, but man, yeah. I like when I saw this coming out in the announcements and the live Twitter feeds that I was watching, just blown to pieces that they're doing this. So, This is definitely an all-in for me. My wallet isn't going to like this, but at the same time, this is going to look fantastic on my wall someday. Yeah,
1: I might have to push back my wedding now. (laughs) Sorry. sorry. It's
0: all good. (laughs) And sticking with Star Wars and their announcements coming out of New York Toy Fair, Lego had a big presence there. And myself today, I wandered into the Lego store after seeing all these reveals. I was pretty excited about things wasn't expecting anything they announced to be there, but I did walk in and find the new Phantom from Star Wars Rebels, and as I'm looking at the minifigures, it catches my eye from across the room. I see a blue-headed figure in a white Imperial uniform, and lo and behold, a set that I had no idea was coming with a Thrawn minifigure was standing right in front of me.
1: This is a great pickup, man.
0: What? Yeah. Like, I don't even, I have no words for it. And we get a, a blind Kanan Jairus as well, and a chopper with this. This is an epic set for a Star Wars Rebel fan. Not only do you get Thrawn and Kanan, but it's in a fairly compact build. It's not expensive. You don't have to spend $80, 90 $100 to get your Thrawn minifigure. It's price and I think, about 45 bucks, which is still expensive. But, man, I had no idea this was coming.
1: Yeah, it's, it's great, man. I walked in here today into, into the nerd room, and I was like, pfft. Mind blown, we got we got Thrawn, which is such a good pickup, and then you got Kanan. This is cool because we haven't had any merchandise of Kanan in this form as Blind Kanan, so this is the first we have it here in the Lego set. And you got Chopper, like, what else could you ask for? This is this is great, it's a cool ship. You got the Phantom going on,
0: yeah, the brand new Phantom,
1: yeah, man, good stuff, good stuff.
0: And they just kept rolling coming out of Toy Fair This year. They have announced quite a few sets, no episode 8 sets, and it seems to be that they're spreading it across the majority of the Star Wars timeline. We do see we're going back to the Clone Wars era and we get this Rebel Fighter Tank. And this one, this one's for you, man. This is where I'm going to test if you're gonna actually get into (laughs) Star Wars lego. We have the Vader transformation set. So this looks a lot like the Boba Fett, Freezy, and Carbonite set that we got a couple, I think last, last year Last year, you got that one, right? Yeah, yeah, it's just kind of the pull and the spin of the minifigure. Yes. And this is set from Revenge of the Sith, and it's got a really crispy Anakin, yeah. a Vader, and an Emperor in this. An Emperor holding a lightsaber as well.
1: Yeah, that's... Man, the gloves are off. I mean, I saw this on Twitter, and if you follow me on Twitter, you just see, I just lose my mind. There's a lot of... uh Cap locks going on there because, yeah. geez, this is crazy. But yeah, you know, uh, Revenge of the Sith is one of my favorite Star Wars movies. I don't care what people say, <laughs> but um, man, I can't wait. To, I, I'm going to have to get this one. Yeah. I got to get this one. I, you know, going way back to uh, Lego when they were yellow, I did have some of the Star Wars stuff then. This might make me go down that dark path again. This is awesome.
0: This is it, man. If yeah. you don't buy it, I'm going to buy it for you. <laughs> so we'll see. We'll see. They also announced a Rogue One Y Wing cool so this looks like a slight variant on what we've gotten before maybe even the exact same ship and the only reason i know it's from rogue one is the characters the minifigures that that are in it we do get a blue squadron pilot that will be piloting this so i'm definitely gonna pick this up i'm a big fan of the ships now yeah i think i've really focused in my lego collecting because it's so hard to pick and choose what you're gonna get and a lot of the times before i had really focused in on the minifigures and just got whatever set right but because some of those are so expensive i've had to step back and say what can i display nicely and it comes down at least for star wars is the ships the yes. playsets. Don't really last for me. I take the minifigures. I build the play sets. And then they end up in a box for my daughter and her friends when they come over. And they're only two. So I probably shouldn't let them play with that. But they're fine. They get it. Don't swallow. But this Y-Wing looks pretty cool. I'm going to get it. I'm going to set it up. It's going to look great, I think. And like I said before, this is the one thing I wanted coming out of Toy Fair was... A couple more ships from Rogue One, and we did get that, so I'm pretty pleased about that. And the big set they did announce for Star Wars for The Force Awakens was this Tar Escape set. It's pretty clunky-looking set. It's got a lot of figures that we already got. It does have the Guavian Guards and a Conjure Club member, oh. which is pretty cool. But it's an expensive set. It's going to be probably in the $89 range, would be my guess. How many pieces are blocks? It's about eight hundred. dollars Wow. So it's this fairly large set, but this comes down again to how do you display a set piece rather than a ship a ship kind of stands on its own this doesn't look as good set up on a shelf right. it's probably a great build and you get some of the big ratars here and it's a cool scene from the movie a lot of people mm-hmm. didn't really like it yeah I kind of liked it i don't know <laughs> and i'm probably going to skip this one and the last two ships here for like as we wrap this up pretty quickly is from this freemaker adventure so these are pretty big builds these are 700 plus pieces 500 plus pieces Damn. and their ships are really nice the arrowhead and the tracker one. Okay. I never watched the Freemakers. No. It's non canonical. I didn't commit the time to it. Apparently, it's okay.
1: Pretty funny. I've seen like little snippets of yeah. it. It's pretty funny.
0: So, I'm wondering if this is giving us an indication that we're getting an actually a second season for this. Right. Okay. Because they're dropping these, but it's all about Lego spreading it across the eras here. Yes. And they've got a nice spread of sets and I can really appreciate what they're doing here. I'm getting my ships. I'm getting the minifigures I want. So again, hats off to Lego for Star Wars at New York Toy Fair. That's another win for me.
1: Yeah, they don't really disappoint. Lego
0: pretty much comes correct every year, every time, right? Well, they have the hit and misses, but okay. I think that because they do so much of it right. that you just are always able to grab something that you want. Yeah. It doesn't come out in limited ways. And another thing with Lego, it's everywhere. I've never had an issue finding a set, either at the Lego store, Walmart, or even the Lego shop online. They do really well. If it's not coming back in, mm-hmm. it says, you know, it'll be back in in a couple of weeks. Nice. Don't worry about it. The only thing you have to worry about is eventually it being retired and it never coming back to stores. Oh. But there's still Age of Ultron sets that I haven't picked up that I still want to pick up. Yeah that are on the shelf still. Wow, that's
1: Age of Ultron. Yeah, Damn. so that's
0: going back to 2014. So right. this stuff usually lasts two to three years on the shelves, and the Lego shop's always got everything. So as far as a collector's perspective, I'm always a wait on these. I'll pick yeah. them up when I have a few extra bucks in the pocket, or I'm looking to build something to take up a bit of time because I like to build once in a while when I want yeah. to just relax. Nice. And I need to have a few on the shelf here in the box so I can just pull out when I need to do that and yeah lego just killing it again good stuff man all right man let's step over into our other realm of collecting cool our particular focuses let's talk a bit about marvel here they had a massive presence we already know what's coming down the pipe this x-men wave is hitting hard yes we have a guardians volume two wave coming soon the first wave we know there's going to be a homecoming we know there's going to be a thor ragnarok but man did they reveal a lot at toy fair yes way more than i was expecting i don't know what they're going to announce at san diego comic-con i guess maybe some of the thor ragnarok stuff yeah. because it did get teased here but holy like this guardians wave that we did predict they're going to announce a second wave mm-hmm. here this contains nebula adam warlock a baby and rocket gamora mantis which is the build the figure death 2 and x nilo
1: Damn, yeah. This is a
0: huge wave.
1: Yeah, when I saw the X-Nylo, I couldn't believe that. Because yeah. I really like that. We were talking about his Hickman's run, yeah. right, on uh, Avengers and basically becoming bigger. And I was like, dude, like i got to have that in my collection. I have to have that guy on my wall, on my display, whatever. That's awesome. And, and not just him. like Everybody in that wave you just mentioned is, is, is big.
0: So good. And there's yeah. a few repeat characters from the Guardians Volume 1 waves. So yeah. when we're looking at Gamora and Rocket and that, I First, I was like, no, I'm not going to get this. But yeah. then they hooked me with the Build-A-Figure. Yes. It's the movie Mantis, and I always get sucked into buying every single character because I need those Build-A-Figures yes. when they're the Cinematic Universe characters. Right. So I think I like this wave actually better than the first wave that they announced.
1: Definitely. definitely. And, and the first wave, um, there's two Star-Lords? Is there? I
0: think there's only one. There's, there's a one. Star-Lord in this wave. Well, technically in this wave, it's a two-pack with oh, eagle right. the living planet yes
1: okay that's the one i was thinking of yeah so
0: we did get that reveal that's going to be an entertainment earth exclusive i think that's up for pre-order right now oh, okay and that was our first like plastic form full body look at ego too kurt right? russell's character in guardians of the well, galaxy just Bond like kurt too. russell yeah just like him yeah. yeah so it also looks a little bit like his father in the comic books jason yeah Spartans. yeah jason right <laughs> <laughs> So what did you think of this wave? Are you going to be picking out the majority of this? Uh,
1: I am because, you know, I missed the whole uh, original Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 1 yeah. pack. I wasn't quite collecting then, so I've got to make up for that now. So I'm definitely <laughs> going to be picking
0: up a lot of those ones. I'm going to be chasing a lot of those Guardians. All right, for those keeping tabs on what Troy is spending and what I'm spending. So I'm full in on Star Wars. Yes. Troy's a bit more full in on the Marvel Legends here because you're collecting the X-Men wave, correct?
1: Yes, the X-Men wave, definitely the Spider-Man wave. Definitely. Right, hands down, and the Guardians wave. Yes,
0: yeah, so we've got two Guardians waves here. Yeah.
1: So this is hitting in
0: a big way. <laughs> it's going to be deep. You mentioned the Spider-Man Homecoming wave. we got the big reveal here of what is actually going to be in it. Let's start with the Spider-Man. Yes. So we get a Spider-Man in his homemade suit. Yes. Which looks pretty cool. We get Spider-Man in his flight gear with the web wings. Yeah. Also pretty awesome. Never been
1: done before. Actually, kind of the first... Yeah, it's been done. Sorry. <laughs> but yeah, cool. <laughs>
0: we get a 2 back here with Spider-Man and Iron Man in a new Iron Man suit. Yeah, which kind of looks reminiscent of the Ultimate line uh, Ka-
1: of Iron Man. The first time, right? The yeah. first suit he It's had. got
0: a lot more gray on it than he exactly. we used to. Yeah. At first I thought it was more of a battle damage suit. Yes. But when you look at it closely, it is his actual suit. So yeah. it's cool that they're going to be still going through the evolution of Tony Stark's suits, even in a film that is not his. Right. Maybe it will be his. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then we've also gotten this wave Moon Knight tombstone vulture from homecoming yes just the character the single character here and cosmic spider-man
1: yeah with uh, three interchangeable heads i think yeah and beetle yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) they always got to throw one of those guys
0: yeah so the thing that kills me about this wave is Mm -hmm. again coming back to the build a figure the build a figure here isn't actually a figure it is the huge flight suit that goes on the back of vulture right and they have this character displayed at New York Toy Fair. I'd recommend going and checking out the photos because it is massive, it's huge.
1: but so cool. It's so cool. It's huge. Displaying that's going to be tricky, but I like this approach. I like that it's not a villain. I think well, it is essentially, but it's different than just creating yeah. a character. You're you know you're you're adding on to the vulture. So I'm gonna to have to get everybody. As am I, unfortunately.
0: (laughs) This is this is a bit of a sideways wave for me. I've never collected the other Spider Man waves and legends. Yeah. And because it's MCU and that's my focus in on Legends, I'm going to be getting this entire wave because I need that build a figure. So chalk me up for this whole wave too
1: for sure for sure um what i noticed which is different with the spider-man that you mentioned with the wings his eyes are different this character is actually a little bit different this model than the three-pack we got for civil war yeah his eyes are different and his spider emblem is actually corrected they actually messed up on the spider emblem last time and then he has the web wings going on so okay that's uh that's pretty cool yeah
0: so we're looking at a couple different spider-man suits that movie as well as the figure's seem to reveal
1: yeah and i really like his homemade suit i think that's actually kind of cool. it makes sense yeah do you yeah. think we're gonna
0: get flashbacks so like they seem to be going back and telling some of the origin story here how yeah. do you feel about that i at least that's what i think yeah
1: i, I think we're gonna get flashbacks but um it, it works for me um you you mean izzy kind of, kind of mentioned this online a bit, but i think it makes sense if you establish a little bit of um you know, his uncle Ben, Yeah. not necessarily having to retrack what we've seen already, but just to play in the relationship between him and Tony later on, because there is going to be a struggle between those two probably in line being like, you're not my uncle Ben or you're not yeah. my dad. So it makes Definitely. sense to build it up yeah. in a flashback. So yeah, yeah, I
0: can appreciate what they're doing there and I really hope it's not an extensive sequence. Yes. It just needs to be either in the early credit scenes or in flashbacks once in a while, just going back and revisiting some of the early Spider-Man stuff. We don't need a whole another origin movie. I yes. don't think we're going to get that. Yeah. But I like that we're getting a figure here at least referencing that we're going to get a little more depth behind the Spider-Man character. Yes, of course. And they also announced quite a few rogue sets. Not Rogue the character <laughs> or Rogue one sets. A lot of sets that just are two packs or teases for future waves. Yes. We had the Evolution of Groot set. Which is going to be a Toys R Us exclusive. We have a Potted, a Juvenile Groot, and also the 2014 Build-A-Figure is going to be in that pack.
1: Oh, that's a nice pickup then.
0: Yeah, so it's going to look pretty cool. I don't know what I'm going to do with that. I'm going to wait and see because the Juvenile Groot, I don't know if he is with another character or not. I did not look close enough, Mm -hmm. and I already have the Build-A-Figure. So I'm going to wait and see with this to see what the card back looks like. Right. But this is going to be just at Toys R Us.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah.
0: We mentioned the Ego and Star-Lord, Entertainment Earth exclusive, so go check that one out. The A4 series. Yeah. Uh, So these are characters spinning out of Secret War. They're all established female characters. And there's a big series within Secret Wars, the 2015 event. Yeah. And there's a series right now that's getting quite a bit of praise. And the team looks pretty cool, but they're putting together a six-pack. That's huge. Marvel Legends. And it's awesome it's also a toys r us exclusive i'm gonna wait and see on this one too this is yeah. going to be quite expensive it really would be down. so this is gonna be probably 125 or so dollars wow. would be my guess just looking at 25 dollars maybe shave a few bucks off per legend yeah but it's gonna be a big set
1: that's massive. That, Yeah, that's going to be pretty, nice, pretty nice display probably too. Do we yeah. know if there's any kind of uh, display in the back? I don't know. I didn't box? see
0: any card back or anything. Okay. But looking at what they've done in the past, so there's the five-issue Legends box with the X-Men that they did a little while back. And they also did one for Guardians for the comic book series that was pretty cool. Yeah. And if you look at the comic-con exclusives from a couple years ago the book of ashanti is cool you see what they've done with the infinity gauntlet oh, and the yeah. three and three quarter inch so there's a lot of cool displays they can do and i think that they recognize that people like to display these legends in particular in nice box art yes and it's just not going to be a plain plastic kind of shoved or vacuum packed around these characters it's going to look nice on the shelf that's going to what's going to bring people in and i'm hoping it looks pretty cool so if I'm intrigued enough to get it yeah. I may wait for this because this seems like it's going to be the ones that will probably peg warm Right, and I'm looking at potentially a discount the same way you and I are both waiting out that three pack Civil War to oh, drop yeah. at least in half from that $80 price point
1: yeah and the same with the Sam Wilson one yeah. I'm waiting for that because I'm actually surprised we haven't gotten just a single Sam Wilson yeah. Captain America because I want that one. That's a nice looking figure too.
0: So this key with some of these is to wait and see. Yes. Because going out and getting them the first day, I've been on them in the past. And as a collector, you do have that angst when you go in and see these figures for the first time. Yeah. And you're looking at them like, if I never see this again, I'm going to be upset. I have to buy this at right. full price. And the people that can wait it out, I give you a lot of props in the world. <laughs> I'm usually not one of those people. But sometimes I do have a little bit of intuition about what's going to sit there for a while and i think this might be one of those packs right there with you so they also teased a piece from what i'm guessing is the thor ragnarok wave a thor jane foster looks pretty cool
1: looks really good yeah yeah the paint apps look great on there i mean obviously it'll look probably better or i'll have a better idea when i see it in person but uh, i i like that man i i really wanted jane foster thor badly yeah
0: I'm excited more for what we're gonna get in the MCU line for this wave. This is a character I will definitely pick up, especially yeah. if there's a build a figure piece in there. But I'm thinking we're gonna get like a Hella or something as a build a figure oh, in this yeah. line. So we're probably gonna get like a Thor, a Loki, maybe an Odin, and there's a couple other figures in there that we're probably gonna get. Yeah, but man, like this this cool character that they're, they're going this deep with it.
1: It's it's really cool, especially because you know we do have the all new different uh, Spider-Man two that they dropped, which is I think a two pack. But um, I'm just waiting out to get the uh, Iron Man, uh, all new different Iron Man, hopefully, because I could put together like an Avengers, all new, all different Avengers now with the Sam Wilson and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So I'd really oh, like to, yeah. yeah, you could put that whole team together, right? So loving what they're doing. Awesome. Yeah.
0: And continuing with kind of these rogue individual figures. There yep. was a human torch and a an visible woman. Now we have seen these figures in the past. Yeah. And they announced that they're going to be Walgreens exclusives. So we Shit. don't have Walgreens here. Yeah. These aren't characters I'm really going to chase. I'm mm-hmm. not a huge Fantastic Four guy. Mm-hmm. So we'll kind of wait and see to see if these do show up somewhere else. We've seen some of the exclusives in the past show up at other retailers in Canada. Yeah. So wait and see here. But the last big one for the Marvel Legends wave is this Netflix TV series line. They announced Punisher and Jessica Jones, I think at Comic-Con last year? I think it was. Yeah. And they supplemented that wave now with a Netflix Daredevil and Elektra. All we're yeah. missing is Luke Cage and Iron Fist. Right? That would fill out a nice six-pack wave. They got to do it. They have to do they it. They got to do. It. What do you think
1: could be the build-a-figure? We have like or That's... I guess these are all standalones anyways, right? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Potentially I'm guessing there's probably not a build-a-figure with this wave. Yeah. I really don't know what they do yeah. other than putting some sort of whatever they may be doing in Defenders, if it is some sort of oh, demonic okay. Mephesto-type character. Right. So, I don't know, but these characters look awesome, and they're going to be sitting on my shelf before the end of the year, hopefully.
1: For sure, yeah. They look really good. Like, the John Berthol looks cool, and again, I really want to get these figures, because you can put them with the Cinematic Universe counterparts, uh, like the Iron Mans and the Civil Wars and all that stuff. They just go hand-to-hand, so... Yeah, some really good stuff. I think the theme of this year, at least on the Hasbro line, is the two-packs. Yeah. There's a lot of two-packs going on. Um, the Jean Grey, Dark Phoenix, and Cyclops yeah. as well, right? So a lot of stuff to get out there, man. Holy God, it's yeah. going to be
0: a heavy, heavy it year. It really is. And that's just the Marvel Legends. So <laughs> yeah. If you skip over to the Slex, which I have stepped back from. You're a big fan of them. Yes, But they've announced a massive revamping, almost, it seems, of that line. We're used to getting one or two comic book-based characters a year. But this year, they're stepping into the movies, into the Netflix series with a Daredevil. We're getting a Star-Lord from Volume 2. It looks like we're getting some comic iterations of Gamora and Groot. Spider-Gwen, a a Spider-Man Homecoming version as well. There's a lot going on in these Marvel selects.
1: Yeah, they must have been listening, man. Because, yeah, um, I know you used to go deep uh, with the selects before. Yeah. Uh, I, I really like the select stuff, but I feel like this year they've kind of dropped the ball a bit. Uh, missing the chance with the Black Panther Civil War. Yeah. we Never got. I did like the Captain America that they did do. Wasn't really pleased with the Iron Man. But now they're coming back full in effect. The The Spider-Man Homecoming just looks phenomenal, in my opinion. Yeah. It's, it's it might have won this year might have won for me it's it's the best looking spider-man i've seen can't wait to get my hands on the daredevil there's a lot out there for the Slex line that i just i just got to get yeah blown away
0: and scaling up a little more to the 12 inch figures you and i have not jumped into this the price point here is 80 dollars a figure yeah they're highly articulated they look pretty cool. The detail for me is still not there. Yeah. But the ones they announced this year, I don't know again if they were listening to the fans <laughs> with the detail, they looked pretty good. Yeah. We got a Deadpool, a Hulk, a Thor, and a black suit a symbiote suit Spider-Man with interchangeable head.
1: Yes, with the Venom suit or the symbiote suit coming on to his yeah. face. That's that's crazy. Are you jumping in now? Ah, uh, it, it, It's still tough for me because like you said, I just feel like the detail still not quite there, no. especially for that scale so I just I I don't know it's tough I'd have to see them in person
0: it's all really in the would. face man it
1: is in the face I, I like the articulation that they have going on behind them it's just it's the face yeah I don't I don't know yeah, I not agree with I, you I, I might not be able to do it
0: I agree with you that yeah. price point is killer too it is it's a little too much it's hefty Ugh, yeah yeah one last thing here before we do sign off from our Toy Fair coverage yeah. is the Lego sets from Marvel. They announced two Thor Ragnarok sets. We did not see them. They announced three Guardian sets that I did see in retail in the Lego store today. Oh, So they shit. are on shelves. Nice. So there's a Milano and a few other sets. And they announced two Spider-Man sets. One which is this Avengers heist type thing. So that from that first scene that we saw on the trailer. Right. So it's a pretty small set, only 185 pieces. But there's this beware of the Vulture set. Again, pretty small, but there's a grayed out character on the front of it. And my thoughts is that it's potentially Shocker.
1: Right. Yeah. I don't know.
0: Or maybe Prowler.
1: That would be really cool. Yeah, I've been rooting for Prowler, uh, Donald Glover I'm Hope he's playing that character so I just don't know I just don't know who it could be it, it's probably a shocker actually I think today as we're recording right now they did just release some footage of Spider-Man and shocker okay. going at it yeah I think they just did so most likely it is shocker um you know the Darth Vader Lego line sold me but Spider-Man's my boy as well so I might have to get a Spider-Man Lego as well now
0: the nice thing with these ones though is that the price point is going to be fairly low you're probably sure. looking at between 19.99 and 39.99 for these sets nice so it's not a huge Huge commitment if you're just looking to get those minifigures. Yes. And one last bit of collecting success that I did have today. We didn't really talk about Funkus here because that's a whole nother discussion <laughs> to be had. But the Marvel Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 Funkos are dropping in stores. I was able to find a Groot, the Hot Topic exclusive, in the Ravengers gear, as well as Eagle and Mantis today. Awesome. And I've got them sitting on the table here. I'm super excited about this line. Super excited about this movie, but I did pick up the three new figures that I have not seen before. So, Guardian's merchandise seems to be hitting hard right now. The shelves were a little stale over probably the past month since basically Christmas time. Right. But it looks like from all the announcements that we're getting here, what I'm seeing coming in the stores from Lego, Funko, and hopefully with the Legends and Black Series soon is that we're going to be getting hit hard probably towards the end of March and into April. So it's going to be an exciting year. It's going to be packed. To close out this discussion, what is your holy grail for 2017 for the things that have been announced at Toy Fair? Yes, we're going to get episode 8 <laughs> announcements and Force Friday is going to be huge, but from all the announcements here, what is your number 1 pick?
1: Oh, it's 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 really tough. I mentioned the Marvel Select Homecoming Spider-Man. Obviously, you've got the vintage line going on with the Star Wars stuff. But I think it comes down ultimately to my all-new, all-different Amazing Spider-Man 2-pack with Mary Jane. As a as a little kid, when nice. I used to go to the comic store, there was a, a 90s cartoon 2-pack of Spider-Man and Mary Jane with the interchangeable head. If you all know what I'm talking about, that's the Toy Biz days. Now I get a chance to get back and pick up that set. So I'm going with the all-new, all-different Amazing Spider-Man. Yeah, awesome. That's my one right there. What about you?
0: Mine's gonna be the 40th anniversary six inch scale vintage yes. cardback figures. The whole 12 plus the Vader Legacy pack. Right. This is what I'm focusing in on this year. This is where I'm gonna allocate a ton of money to because <laughs> I know I'm gonna to have to. Yeah. And I gotta get every single one. Like, there's, I'm, there's no leaving any man behind on this one for me. Nice. I am 100% into this. And I just can't wait to see them on the shelves the first time. I'm hoping that the second wave hits really hard. Yeah. And I don't have any issues finding them because I really don't want to go to eBay or scalpers or anything like yeah. that to get these characters. So, Hasbro, please have great distribution in Canada <laughs> yes. for these action figures. I cannot wait to get my hands on the first wave here and into the second wave. This is my holy grail for the year so far. And I don't see episode eight outweighing this for me. Like there's gonna be a lot of cool characters that old man Luke, I'm really looking forward to. Probably eventually, like that's just a prediction from us. I don't think that's been announced. Yeah, But this vintage line, I don't know if anything's going to overtake this this year.
1: I know. It's, it's a tough one, man. But uh, you know what? They, they've, they've gone a little bit better with the, the recent Black Series over yeah. here. So hopefully they do because I'd hate to see what that would
0: look like on eBay. Oh, man. Jeez. Oh. Yeah. Full set. Yeah. Horrendous. <laughs> so it's been a great Toy Fair. And I cannot wait to eventually go there one day and do our own coverage. But again, thanks to all the podcasts and all the different websites and that that do do the coverage that allows us to actually grasp onto what's coming and get excited and feel like we're actually there. Yes, awesome stuff. All right, guys, you have heard our favorites, our picks from New York Toy Fair this year. We'd love to hear yours. What are you looking forward to most in 2017 when it comes to action figure collecting, merchandise collecting, and what franchise are you looking forward to? We only covered Marvel and Star Wars here. What are you guys looking forward to in 2017? We'd love to hear from you. You can hit us up on Twitter. Our handles are at the end of the episode. You can also email us at thenerdrm at gmail.com or comment on our Facebook or YouTube pages. And one thing we just wanted to drop quickly, give a quick shout out to our boy, Sanjay, He did start another podcast, his own podcast, called The Flying Fox Podcast. This is focused quite heavily in on DC, talking about movies, comic books, games. They did drop their first episode. They're over on Podomatic. They're very enthusiastic dudes. Troy and I are going to appear on that from time to time. But he's doing a bi-monthly podcast. He's coming at you twice a month to kind of fill out some of that DC content and bring some of that needed positivity to the DC world because he doesn't always get that (laughs) here on our podcast. We love comic books. We love movies. We also love DC. Yeah. But sometimes we like a little bit of a kicking into them. So make sure you go check out Sanjay and his new podcast over there at the Flying Fox podcast. Yeah. And also for next week, we're going to actually be taking the studio into the comic book shop. Our boy Chris over at Alpha Comics has invited us over to record the podcast inside of the comic book shop. So we're going to be sitting there next week, the day before a new comic book day, laying out our new episode with a special guest, Chris. He's the owner of Alpha Comics. Make sure you go check those guys out. They're here in Calgary. They've got comic books. They've got action figures. They've got art pieces. They've got dollar bins of comics. A lot of great stuff going on over there. He's going to give us a little bit of insight as to what the industry is like from the perspective of a comic book shop owner in a digital era.
1: Yeah, be sure to go check out Alpha Comics, and uh, this guy has some knowledge on his comics, so be sure to check out Chris over at Alpha's, and yeah, like uh, Tim mentioned, really cool stuff there, statues, toys, the comics, obviously, so be sure to tune into our episode then, and be sure to check out Alpha Comics every Wednesday, get your comic fix on.
0: Yeah, we're bringing him in to do our Wolverine, or our Logan, prelude episode, we're going to be discussing some of the comic books that surround Logan, the Old Man Logan storyline, some of the X-23 stuff's. To prime you guys for the Logan movie that's dropping in just a couple weeks, March 3rd. So that's coming down the pipe quick. Right around the corner. So I'm looking forward to getting into a little more depth on Logan and trying to speculate a bit of what comic books influenced this story that we're going to see in this new x-men movie i might even bring along some of my x-men timeline work that i've been all over the place with (laughs) (laughs) all right troy well it's been an absolute pleasure discussing new york toy for this week i cannot wait to get my hands on that vintage line yeah i can't wait to get a look at some of these legends big time man can't wait all right guys until next week for the nerd room i'm tim i'm troy and thank you for entering the nerd room this has been a nerd room podcast production You can find our hosts, Tim and Troy, on Twitter at TheNerdRM and TroyTheBoy87. Don't forget to subscribe to The Nerd Room on iTunes, Facebook, and YouTube. Just search The Nerd Room Podcast. Be sure to head over to StarWarsCommonwealth.com to find other podcasts on the Star Wars Commonwealth Podcast Network, including Talk Star Wars, Generation X-Wing, Tumbling Saber, Rogue Squadron Podcast, and the Skyhopper Podcast. Follow The Star Wars Commonwealth on Twitter at SWCommonwealth and take your first steps into a larger world.